Welcome to Prairie Craft Almanac, a podcast exploring craft, nature, and simple living. From discussions on sewing and knitting to sharing valuable resources to just chatting about what's going on in the garden or studio, this is where I like to talk about all things creative. I'm your host, Leanne, and I'm also the maker behind Moth and Rust DIY, a blog where I share free knitting patterns, sewing tutorials, artist interviews, my musings on inspiration, and more. I am a big advocate for living your best creative life. It is so important for me to lift up and encourage others on their creative journeys. Today, we're looking forward to a new start in a new year. If you've been feeling a little uninspired, that's okay. Today, I'll also be discussing a few ways to spark your creativity, so stay tuned. Hello, it is so good to be talking with you today. I hope you are well. It's that time of year again, and I'm feeling strangely optimistic. It's almost the start of a new year, and no, I don't really make resolutions, and I definitely don't think you need to wait for the calendar to flip over before you can make changes. For some time, I was staunchly anti-New Year. Not that I didn't want the new year to begin, I didn't want time to stop, but I just didn't think there was really any point in celebrating because it's not like anything really changes, right? But in more recent years, I have begun to see the value in having that optimism and that feeling of a fresh start. And it really is a fresh start, just like every other day and every other minute is. But just as all the seasons have their own unique and, I think, very necessary characteristics, the beginning of a new year is something worth celebrating, or at least worth pondering. I know I will probably lose that optimism <laughs> as January turns to February, or at least there's a good chance of it. And probably a lot of my plans I make will end up falling to the wayside, as they usually do. But I think a burst of hopeful enthusiasm is really needed as winter wears on, and the new year is a great excuse for that. If you feel like you need a reason or you need permission to start over, let the new year be your reason. Embrace the ebb and flow of life. If you're feeling hopeful, let yourself hope. Dream and plan and get excited about what some, including my old self, might call just another day. And don't let a fear of failure or perceived failure stop you. Don't worry about the fact that you might not get around to doing all the things you want to do. All of this is part of the process of living and creating and discovering. And if you are not feeling so optimistic right now, that's okay too. If you're feeling uninspired, unproductive, it's all right. You will be inspired again. So as I said, it is totally fine to feel uninspired. But what if you are tired of feeling uninspired and really want to spark that creativity but just can't seem to? Today, I wanted to offer a few basic ideas and exercises for regaining that creative spark. But first, I want to reiterate the fact that having a fallow season, so to speak, is a totally normal, natural, necessary part of being creative. Another necessary part that some people aren't comfortable with is the fact that anyone who creates stuff will, at some point, create something that isn't very good. And of course, how good something is or the quality of one's work can be totally subjective. But... 
when an artist or craft person creates something, there will always be things, possibly many things, that turn out to be less than what the creator had hoped for. And it's important to be comfortable with that, I think, or otherwise it can be really hard to allow yourself to move forward. And keeping that in mind, the first tip for sparking creativity is to simply get to work. Now, I know it sounds a little counterintuitive because how can you make some wonderfully amazing creation when you're just not inspired? And so this is where we have to go back to that part about being okay with the possibility of making some stuff that isn't very good. I am personally very bad about this. Too many times I think I can just think my way into inspiration, but really my best ideas come about when I'm already in the process of creating something. Yes, of course, when I start creating something without feeling inspired, the finished project might feel mediocre, at least that finished product. Although this isn't always the case. Sometimes I start creating something uh, without a real plan and it turns out great. But even if a project turns out to be not my favorite, more often than not, this less than perfect project will lead to an idea or inspiration for something that I really am happy with. But if you have been trudging through and still are not inspired and feel like you might be getting burned out, take a break and consider the following tips. First, mix up things when it comes to your content consumption. You might already be reading lots of different books, listening to your favorite podcasts, watching interesting videos, and visiting local galleries. And if you're not doing these things, you totally should start because they are a huge source of inspiration. However, if you already have a steady dose of inspiring material but still aren't feeling inspired by it all, you might expand your horizons. The wonderful thing about getting inspired by other artists is that they don't have to be in your particular field or craft. For example, if you are a knitter, you might explore works by architects. If you're a writer, check out some indie films. If you're a painter, go to a quilt exhibit. There doesn't need to be a direct correlation between your craft and the work that inspires your craft. You might be surprised by the elements of certain things that will spark a new genius idea for your own work, but just make sure that while you're taking in all this great inspiration, your devices aren't dominating your life. I know a lot of the inspiration is found on Instagram or on Pinterest, and I know I've talked about it before, and everybody for that matter has talked a lot about this, but really, it is so important to be mindful of how you are using technology because being constantly plugged in can really create a cloud in your mind. And while you're consuming different types of inspiration from different fields, you might even think about learning a different skill or a new language. You don't have to go all in on your newfound hobby. You can just dabble really even, but learning a totally new skill can improve your work in other areas. Plus, new teachers and classmates can offer new perspectives. And new and novel experiences have a tendency to stimulate our brains more than our old routine ones. Check in with your local university, recreation center, makerspace, or just find an online class. My next tip is to keep a journal or sketchbook and write down or draw everything. I know this might seem really obvious, but record every single idea you have, <laughs> really. Even the dumb ones, the silly ones, the ones that are so great that you are certain you'll remember later because I cannot tell you how many great ideas I knew I would never forget and then just forgot. 
And a lot of times, so-called bad ideas might just need a little bit of tweaking to become amazing ideas. Even if you think it's an impossible idea, write it down. You don't know when an opportunity might pop up or a door might open. So be sure to record all your ideas somewhere. And finally, make sure you are taking care of yourself. I talked about self-care in the last episode, and I won't get into it too much here. But make sure your mind and body and spirit are well. Get out in nature, move, breathe, stay hydrated, all the good stuff. Most of the time, it's a lot harder to feel creative when you're just running on fumes. Also, I really want to emphasize the get out in nature aspect of self-care here. Again, I know it's a little cliche, perhaps, but only because it's true. Nature is such a huge source of inspiration, which makes sense, of course, because nature is basically life. All of the beauty in it, the processes that go on, the interactions and growth and just everything, it is so endlessly inspiring if you take the time to really look and see. And try to notice everything, not just the flowers or birds or the things that are generally praised and noticed in nature. Although those are definitely good things too, but look at the dirt and the weeds and observe patterns in rotting leaves and sticks and tiny little bugs. These things often go unnoticed, but they are really so interesting. Creativity is a lot like love and kindness and all the other good things. The more you spread it around, the more you have and the stronger it gets. And it's also a journey. Don't be discouraged by rough patches. Though they can feel frustrating in the moment, they are such an essential part of the process. Today, I want to give a shout out to incrementalism. No, that is not someone's Instagram handle. I mean, it could very well be, but that's not what I'm talking about. I just want to talk about the concept. It too often goes unnoticed and is underrated, but it is such a massive force. Accomplishing something by small degrees, bit by bit, and then arriving at a big result. Honestly, I feel like this is usually more gratifying than doing something all at once. So if you're feeling ineffective right now, I really hope you'll take this to heart and appreciate all the steps you have taken because no matter how small they might seem now, they really are getting you closer and closer to your goal. Thank you for letting me spend some time with you today. I am so glad you are here. If you enjoyed the show, I hope you'll consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you do, don't forget to be sure to leave your Instagram handle so I can check you out and give you a shout out. You can find me on Instagram at moth underscore and underscore rust and at facebook.com slash moth and rust handmade. And please never be shy about reaching out to me there. Be sure to check out my free video tutorials on YouTube where you can find me by searching for Moth and Rust DIY. And of course, you can visit my site at mothandrustdiy.com where you'll find links to everything I mentioned as well as free tutorials, patterns, and much more. Thank you again for listening. I hope you are well and please take care. Mm-hmm.